listening to audio from Oasis Church in Winter Haven, Florida. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit our website at www.oasischurchwh.org. And thanks so much for listening. So we are, we are studying the book of Luke. And we've been in this study now for little while, and, and so far in the book of Luke, we have taken a look at uh, the birth of our Lord and Savior, His miraculous conception, the story of that went along with that, the account. We've taken a look at the genealogy, the ancestry of Jesus Christ. We took a look at um, his, his baptism. We took a look at the man known as John the Baptist and his, his ministry leading up to and, and, and preparing the way for the coming of, of the Messiah. And then we took a look at Jesus and his temptations uh, out in the wilderness, his time away. And then now in, he's coming back into around Galilee and beginning his ministry. And we, um, chapter 4, we looked at a few miracles that, that he performed, you know, healing uh, casting out demons, um, and, and now we find ourselves here in chapter 5. And this is a story about, has a lot to do with fishing. Who, who in here likes to go fishing? We got, we got a lot of fishermen in here. Really, I expected more hands, to be honest with you. But, I mean, we, we live in the, the land of lakes. But uh, we... Uh, so here we are, and, and it's all about a fishing story, really, and how fishing translates into the kingdom work. Um, I remember growing up in, in Tennessee, and, and I'll go ahead and tell you that what we call lakes in Tennessee is much larger than the lakes that we have here in Florida. Our lakes much deeper. They were stretched for miles and miles. They had branches that went off everywhere. It wasn't just a large round circle that, are, you know, that we kind of have in here. Not that they're not lakes. Uh, when we first moved here, we went through Auburndale, and I was like, Connie, they, they, they call this lake. I forget which one it was. I was like, okay, now back home, this would be a pond. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a lake, but, but it is what it is. And so, so we probably are familiar with what it means to fish and, and to be prepared for fish and to have, to have what, what you need to go out and, and fish. You know, I always thought it was pretty cool. You ever watch those guys on the, where they go out catfishing? And I can't think of what it's called, but they just use their, their arms. And they, what is it? Yeah, and they just get in there and they just... Just go right and just deep into that big old catfish and just yank that baby up. And it's like, that, that is awesome, you know. <laughs> you go down and you just grab a big one. But, but you know, uh, my dad's a big fisherman. And growing up, you know, we spent a lot of time out on the lakes. And, and I always loved being out on the water. I think I enjoy just being out on the water more than anything. And, and also I got to drive the boat from the time I was a little kid. And, and that was always fun. Uh, but, but just being able to go out and be on the water and just relax and, and fish. And, and this one time I remember, and I'm going to tell a fishing story. If we're talking about fishing, we've got to tell our fishing stories. I, I was young. I, I was in Tennessee. They used to have a, a father and son fishing tournament every year. And my dad and I, we went out and we were in the boat and we were fishing. And, and I remember casting my line and in the thing that you don't want to happen, happened. I got hung up, got tangled up with some branches there in the water. And so dad, he was starting to kind of turn the boat so he could get out. And I was like, no, nah, I can get this, you know, I'll just whip it and pull that, pull that thing back out, you know, which sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't. In this case, it worked. It worked perfectly. Actually, the line come back up and it all happened so quick, I, I really wasn't sure what happened until a few seconds later. I now had a hook through my ear, uh, perfectly actually, actually where if you were going to go get your ear pierced, the exact spot, and I had a minnow hanging from the hook from my ear. 
So I had this really cool earring now there in the boat. My dad's, you know, just being calm. Anytime it come to us, his kids, if we ever got hurt, he was always pretty serious, you know. But, but you know, I'm just being calm because it all happened so quick. It was like, boom, and it's like, hey, you know, hook, ear, minnow, take a picture. Um, so, you know, here he come. He pulled out the medical kit, and I got my hook taken out, and and the hole closed up, and so it was it was all good. But there for a minute, I did have a nice new addition to my to my body. But and I learned a lot of things from that. I learned, you know, you got one, you got to be careful because especially when you're pulling those hooks, and it could have easily gone just a little bit this way, and it could have snagged my eye. I guess I should be thankful it's just the end of my ear. But you know, I, I love I love when I think about those because that was some of the greatest times that I had with my dad when we would go out fishing together. And today we're going to be talking about, in Luke chapter 5, some other fishermen. And these guys weren't leisure fishermen. They weren't out just fishing for the fun of it. They were fishing for their job. They were, this was their profession. This was how they made their money. This was how they provided for their family. So fishing was a very big deal for them, and they knew how to do it, and they knew how to do it well. So in Luke chapter 5, we're going to begin reading in verse 1. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm, I'm, I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid, for now on you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Let's pray, and let's pray this morning. Father, we come before you and we thank you so much for this opportunity to be in, in your house this morning. We thank you, Lord, for just uh, your word and the reading of your word. And, Lord, we just pray that while we just take a few moments to to take a deeper look and to study and ponder, we will realize the importance of of the call that you have given each of our lives to go out and be a fisher of men and women. Lord, I pray that our hearts will just be open and receptive to your word. And, Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that has never put their faith and trust in your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, they've... Maybe they, they, they've been searching and they've been, been yearning for something in their life, but I pray, Lord, that they can see your son today, see his sacrifice on the cross, see his resurrection, and all of that for, for each of us. That, Lord, you, you provided the, the payment for our sins, a debt that we owe, but we certainly couldn't pay. Lord, through your resurrection, we have life. We have a new life. We have, we have the abundance of life through your son, Jesus. Help us now while we stand this morning. Give us what we need, Lord, just to, uh, uh, just to be able to, to speak and help us in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let me ask you something. If, as a fisherman, let's say you go out and, and you go out and, and you buy the, the rod and reels, and and you you have that, and you go out and you buy the buy the lures, and you have all that in in your possession. Maybe even 
you decide to really go buy a big ticket item and, and you go and you look at boats and you get your boat. You have everything you need for fishing. You have the uh, the tools that are needed. You have the rods, the reels. You have you have the bait that's needed. You've already you've already been talking to other folks, and you find out you know, uh, hey, what are the fish buying right now? You know those stories, and you make sure that that you're equipped. You make sure that you're ready, and and you've even maybe at home have have watched the fishing channels. You know, watching these guys. You know, like uh, in Tennessee, it was always Bill Dance. Everybody watched out fishing and. And just just watching in these techniques and how things are done. And it's time to go out and just fish. Would it make much sense to never throw your line in the water? You have but but you have everything you need in preparation. Would it would it make much sense so to, to finally have it all ready, but never actually get in the water, cast your line? Because if we're going to catch fish, we got to be able to cast out fish are. That makes sense, right? If we're going to catch fish, it wouldn't make me. It wouldn't do much good for me to go cast a line in Walmart parking lot. I'm not going to catch anything. There's no fish there. Go to the water, and it wouldn't make much sense for me to be out on the water and just just look and and never never cast anything. I may have all these great tools with me. I have all these cool rod and reels. I've, I've got the, the latest new bait everybody's been talking about. I, I've read up on, on what needs to be done to, to really be successful fishermen. And I get there, and I never cast. Am I going to catch anything? Well, obviously not. Because I'm not, I'm not following through in the process. If I want to catch fish, I got to be able to do the actual fishing. I got to be able to cast out so that I can hopefully get one that's going to bite on and be able to pull it in. When when we talk about fishing today, we're talking about how it translates to the kingdom work. Jesus has asked us just like he did with Peter, you know, at first he goes Peter just Let's go out just a little bit. And then Jesus preached to the people. And then I can, in my mind, I can just see in my head, Jesus just turns to Peter and says, okay, let's go out further. Take me out to the deep waters. We're going to catch some fish. Now, Peter at first was like, okay, maybe, maybe he was thinking, okay, I'm, I'm a professional fisherman. Um, first, first things I know is here on the Sea of Galilee, we don't fish in the deep part. We don't certainly fish in the daytime. We fish at night. So it all seemed kind of weird for him. But he was there and he's like, but nevertheless, you tell me to do this, I'm going to do this. We're going to go out to the deep water and I'm going to cast my net. So when we, when we talk about translating this to the kingdom where Jesus has asked us to go with him also into the deep water where the fish are, where the souls are that need to hear him about him, where the, where the people are that need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We can be prepared. We can, <clears throat> we can have you know, a wonderful copy of God's Word. We can have read up on mission work. We can we have maybe read up on evangelism. We have, we have a copy of Romans Road. And, you know, we, we have everything we need to go out and tell others about Jesus Christ. But if we're not going out and casting the lines... If we're not going out and following through with the work, how can we expect to be effective telling others about Jesus Christ? 
In this work, it requires participation. Jesus says, Peter, just, just thrust out. Let's go out a little, and then let's go out to the deep. And my goodness, what a catch they made that day. As, as the Bible tells us, there were so many fish, the net almost, almost just couldn't barely hold them all. And then the weight of all, the, all that fish in the net, they had to bring in that, the other boat. You know, they're bringing in their partners, John and James, to come and, hey, help us with this. We, we, need, we need more hands on this. We need to be able to, to get this back, back to the shore. It was such a large catch. But before, they, before Peter caught any fish, he had to be willing to participate in the work. I mean, he told Jesus, he was like, Jesus, you know, we've been fishing all night. We've been, we've been casting our nets all night. We've been all up and down the shoreline. We didn't even see a fish, much less catch a fish. He could have brought in that mentality, but he didn't. He recognized Jesus as, as master. And he said, okay, you want me to do this? I want to do that. We need to be willing to participate in the work of fishing for men. Because if we're fishing for fish, we got to be able to catch our lines if we want to catch True when fishing for men. Our next thing is determination. Determination. Peter told Jesus, he said, I've been fishing a lot. This was not just a leisure activity for Simon Peter. This was his profession. This was his livelihood. He knew how to fish. He knew how to go out and, and cast the nets and, and bring in the fish. And, and, it, and when he would come in, it wasn't just, it wasn't just that. It was also coming in and getting to shore. You know, if, if they had brought in fish, and then during the day, it was taking the fish to the market. It was salting the fish to preserve them. It was mending the nets, cleaning them, getting them ready to go fishing again. Peter didn't look at this one night of catching no fish and was like, that's it, I'm done, I'm not going back out again. I didn't, didn't catch a thing. No, he was determined. He had determination, and we see that because when Jesus first realized he needed a boat to go in the water, there they were, they were mending their, their nets. They were getting ready to go out again the next night just to, to, to cast those nets again. We need in the work of the kingdom to have this same determination. There may be times when we go out and we have someone on our heart that, we, that, that the Lord has placed on our heart and we've been praying for them and we've been, we've been urging them to come to church and to learn more about Jesus and we've been sharing the gospel with them, but yet they still just keep turning away. Well, we can look at that and, and we can just think of that as a defeat, I just give up. No. We need to realize that, that, yes, rejection. Rejection is hard for anybody. We may feel that like we've been rejected, but all Christ is asked to do is just to tell, to share. We, we just simply point the way to Christ. It is, it is the work of Christ. It is his business to do the saving. We're just, we're just sitting here casting the nets. We're just sitting here throwing the lines out. But if we, if we get to the point where we just feel like, well, nobody's, nobody's, I've tried this, nobody's listening, nobody's seem like they're coming. I'm just, I'm just, maybe I'm just no good at this. I don't know. You know, I believe the devil loves to use rejection. He loves it. He loves it when he can put it in the mind of Christians and say, you know, you're doing this thing wrong. Why, why, why are you still going on with this? You're not seeing anything from it. Let someone else do it. 
I think that's the biggest lie that, that we're told is when we get in our head that let someone else do it. When the Holy Spirit is sitting there in the heart saying, no, I need you to do it. I need you to go and cast the nets in this place or that place or with that person or with this person. I've called you as a follower of me to be a fisher of men. We need to have that determination. Just like Peter did on, on the, for his job. He knew if no fish, no food. No, no, no money for things. If we don't go to our jobs, we don't get paid. So we, we understand that. That's a, that's a basic understanding that we as adults have. If we want to be able to support our, 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 our families, if we want to be able to provide, then we have to be able to go out and, and make money. I don't know about you, but I certainly haven't discovered a tree in my yard yet that makes cash. So we still have to go out and make, make the money to provide for the family. Peter understood that. He didn't take a, a night's worth of no catch and defeat. No, he pulled it in. He's mending his nets. He's getting ready to go back out again. He knew that in the, the Sea of Galilee, there were fish. He had everything he needed. Now it's just a matter of keeping on, keeping on until the fish were in the net. As a fisher of men, it requires cooperation. Notice in the verse that Peter says, but Lord, we have been fishing all night. This was a group effort. This was something that um, that he and, and James and John <clears throat> that we know of in this group, they would go out and they would, they would do it together. And, and we're not talking about them, them going out with rods and rails. We're talking about them going out with these, these huge nets. And they would take the boats out and they would, they would take these nets and they would, they would have to throw them out in a way where it would land large and then come and snag the any catch them, I'd be in there and everyone just pulling the net back up. They would get it up and take out whatever they called, if anything, get it ready again. Slinging it back out over the water. Allow it to do the, the, the weights that were connected to it to do its work, snag, catch, and pull it back. Take out what was there and repeat. Just keep doing it. It was a group effort. You know, if we notice in the book of Mark, in chapter 6 and verse 7, Jesus sent his disciples out. The first time that they really went out on their own for the first time. How did he send them out? Who can tell me? He sent them out by twos. He sent them out in pairs. He didn't expect these guys to go out solos. He expected them to go out together, to work together for the, to, to tell others about him. To be effective fishers of men, we need to be able to, to work together. To have, to have people with us who are, who are you know, I always think about um, uh, Kevin's comparison to to grabbing the rope and everyone pulling together at the same time in the same way. That's the way it is with the work of the ministry. We're all grabbing hold of that rope and we're all pulling together. We're keeping each other accountable. We're, we're keeping each other motivated because sometimes we need that. Look at in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Solomon writes two than one, for they can help each other succeed. The other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. How blessed we are for the groups that we have in our lives that's willing to just, you know, come together and we're just pulling together. 
for the work of Christ. If someone's over here that, 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 that's in our group and they're getting discouraged, they got things going on, guess what? They got all this other group there to lift them up, to give them the encouragement that they need, to, to, to give them the motivation that they need, to give them the help that they need. It requ- this work requires cooperation with all of us working together. I'm so blessed in my life to, you know, when I think about, you know, my, my partner in life, and that's my, my beautiful bride, Connie, you know, and, and both of us, you know, you know, I have my strengths, I have my witnesses, weaknesses, and so does she. But we're there to balance each other. We're there to help each other. She knows when I'm getting discouraged, I know when she's getting discouraged. She knows what, what I need. I know what she needs. And it's not just in the, in the, the, the work of the marriage, but, but in the church family. We have wonderful brothers and sisters here in this place that, where we are connected to. You know, that is one of the reasons why we always stress on the connection here at church. We don't want folks just coming in and just running out of here. No, we want you to come in. We want you to get connected. We want to know you. We want you to know us because we understand that we need to work together for Christ Jesus. We need to work together to go out and tell others the good news of Jesus Christ. We need to work together when we're grabbing hold of this net, the gospel net, and we're throwing it out. And we're casting it. And we're bringing in folks. We work together. And my last point is expectation. In verse 2, he says, He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. So let's think back to the story of, of Peter and his night of fishing. Pulled up to the shore, not a fish anywhere. Now he could have he could have pulled up to the shore and he could have like, this is just aggravating. I'm sure he probably was a little bit aggravated. He didn't catch anything. Could have just left it there, walked away. But he didn't. When Jesus, when Jesus looked over there and noticed his boats and noticed Simon over there, Simon's sitting there. He's mending his nets. He's washing them. He's cleaning them. What was he getting ready for? He was getting ready to catch fish. He was, no, no matter what happened on last night, he was expecting to catch fish the next night. So he was getting ready for it. He's washing. He's, he's, he's mending any holes that may have come in the net. He, he's making sure that he gets them clean, you know, and ready to be used again as, as his primary tool for catching fish. He knew the fish were out there. There's no question about that. It's just a matter of getting a net in the right place, right time, and pull, pull them in. That was his expectation. What are we expecting in the work for Christ? In our heart, are we expecting to go and to tell others so that they may come in? Are we expecting fruit for the labor? Expecting the catch. I hope we are. I hope we are have that positive outlook that, okay, you know, I went out and, and talked to this one and it just wasn't work out just at this point, it just just wasn't ready. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna go over here. I'm expecting. I'm now I'm gonna go over here, I'm expecting. I'm expecting to go out and cast the gospel net and to catch others and, and to, so they can come and hear, so they can come and know, so they can come and be saved. 
and begin that wonderful new life in Christ Jesus. So they can come and know. Are we expecting to catch? So we've looked at, we need to participate. We need to be ready. We need to, if we're going to catch, we got to be ready to cast in the net. We got to have our determination. We got to be working together. We got to be expecting fruit from those labors. Now, a few things that we maybe we can think about as we just put, tie all this together. Jesus, when he was there with, with Simon Peter, and if you, if, you, if you was to just start reading in Luke 5, it almost seems like, and not, and not read anything before it, or it almost seems like this is an introduction between Jesus and Simon Peter, but it's not. We know that Jesus has already been to Peter's house. He's already been there. He's already healed his mother-in-law. The Gospel of John, we know that, that they were there with John the Baptist, and they've seen all that, and John's like, this, that's the one who you need to follow. We know that, that, that the, the first miracle, like the wedding feast in Cana. So Peter had already been around Jesus. He had already seen several things. But when we're here in five, they've all gone back and they're, they're doing their trade, they're fishing, they're doing, you know, they had a little encounter with Jesus. And I, and I always compare that when, at the beginning when, when he asked Peter, he says, thrust out just a little from the shore. All up until now, he, Peter was getting prepared. He was just spiritually, I guess, if we want to say it. He was thrusting out spiritually just a little bit, getting exposed to Jesus. But it was during this account that Peter had a change. Jesus looked at him and said, okay, now I need you to go with me into the deep. This changed Peter because not only because... Because of this huge catch of fish, I mean, when he's seen it, and he, he had all that previous knowledge, and it all come together, and he just fell down. He's like, Lord, Master, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to get away from me because I'm just too much of a sinner. I, I, I can't, I, I, you've got a lot of holiness going on, and I just can't even be, be part of this. This is just the way I feel. He had an honest reaction when all of a sudden was, he, he, he seen Jesus in this new way. But Jesus was like, don't be afraid. From now on, you're going to be a fisher of men. And when this group got to the shore, now they dropped those nets. And now they took off, leaving all that behind. They caught a lot of fish that day, enough to almost break the nets, enough to barely get them in on the shore. And we can look and we can see through Acts and we can see through the other epistles of Paul the account of these men being fishers of men, bringing in souls. Preaching, teaching, reaching. We can see and read the accounts when they left it all behind and began this new walk. This was a, this was a changing time for, for them. Up until now, they had only thrust lives. But now they had went with Jesus into the deep. Jesus wants us to be with him in the deep waters. He wants us to go with him where the fish are, 
where the souls are, where the lost are to hear. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. We know this as the, the great commission for all of us as followers of Christ. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. If there's ever a point in our, in our walk with Christ where we think, I, I don't know what, what, what I need to be doing. Well, I want to refer you back to this, Matthew 28. Each of us have been called to go and to cast the net, to work together. Because here's the thing, we're not just fishing for Jesus. We're fishing with Jesus. Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Christ is like, when you go out and, you, and you're, 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 you're reaching others, says, I'm with you. So sometimes we may think, well, I just don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to say. I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong. Jesus says, all I'm asking you to do is to share all I'm asking you to do is to cast the net. We do our part and we let Christ do his part. And that is us working together. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Are we cooperating together? Are we helping each other? We've all been given the same task. We've all been given the, the, the same calling to go out and to reach and teach. But are we working together to move forward? Are we, all got, are we all holding on to the same rope? Are we all pulling together for the cause of Christ? When we see a brother or sister that just seems like they're struggling, are we there? Are we helping them? Are we encouraging them? Are we lifting them up? I don't believe Jesus ever wanted solo artist. You ever notice that? It seemed like in the music industry, you get a band started, then next one of them breaks away and does a solo thing, and the rest of them, you never hear from them ever again. That's not in the Christian model. He didn't tell any of us to break away and go solo. He said, we need to be encouraging one another. We need to be stirring each other up. We need to be lifting each other up. Because when we look around our, this local body of believers, we're, we're in this together. And this local body is connected to other local bodies. And, it, and it's more and more. Let's help each other out. Let's be part of each other's lives. Let's get involved with each other. Let's get connected. If, you, if you've been coming to Oasis for a while and you still not quite got connected in, come and talk to me. Come and talk to Pastor Kevin. I, we will show you how to get connected in. We want you to be connected in. 
we got life groups that are going. I know it's been a little different this year with life groups and, and quarantine and, and, and this whole COVID mess. It's been just different for all of us. But I love life group. I love when we can all just get together. And, and I hate it because of COVID this year, I haven't been able to be part of life group like I wish I could be. And I miss it. I, I miss that, that time when I can just get in and just, just relax and just, and just be able just to, just to share and hear others and, and just, and we're all just there helping each other out. I love that, those connections. Are we being connected? So my final thought for you this morning final thing that that I want to leave is simply this. Are you ready to go fishing with Jesus? Are you ready to go fishing with him? With that same being being ready to participate with him. We want to cast a line. We got to cast a net. We want to be a soul winner. We need to be able to go out and cast that same gospel net. Are we determined? Do we have the expectation? And are we helping each other? Are you and are we ready to go fishing with him? Maybe you're here this morning and you're like, you know what? I, I hear this and all sense but honestly i'm just in a place right now of of discouragement i'm just in a place right now where i just i just don't feel very effective maybe that's where you're at this morning well you know what okay that's where you're at now it's time to be lifted back up Look at that, whatever it is that has discouraged you and realize that that was just a temporary thing. That, that whatever it is that maybe has throw, thrown you off, maybe you just need to talk it out with someone and get lifted back up and get, get connected again. Or maybe you're here this morning and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm actually that fish that was in the net. You know, so-and-so invited me, and I'm here. And, and I, I, I know, I mean, I've heard the stories. I've, I've heard the things. But I've, I've never really trusted in Jesus Christ. Maybe that's you. This, if, if the Holy Spirit is compelling you and drawing you to him, don't ignore him. Don't turn him away. He wants to save you as you are. Right now. Or maybe you're here and you're, you're a follower of Christ. And you're like, you know, I've, I just always assumed other people could, could do that. Maybe you think, you know, I just thought that other people better than me or knows more than me can go out and. But God called you to do it. Each of us are unique. Each of us have, have our, the, the different gifts. Each of us, we have our particular story. God uses all of that. Christ uses all of that. I have a friend who, uh, in Tennessee, that... Uh, you know, when, when we were when we were talking with with some, certain people and about addiction and 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 specifically being addicted to to uh, drugs. You know, and when I would talk to this this fella, you know, I, I understood what addiction. I understand, of course, I know what addiction is, and I understand that, but be able to connect with it with him on a level of well I know exactly what you're going through because I've been through because honestly I have it that was something that has never been part of me being addicted to drugs 
So, so, but I, but I had this other friend who, who was able to kind of just step in, and he had gone through all that. God had, had just pulled him out of it and rescued him and saved him. But that, that story, he, he was able just to look at this young man. It's like, I know what you're going through. I, I remember just standing back and thinking, that's, that's amazing. That's how God works. He puts the right people in the right place at the right time to really just, just speak to someone so that they can hear what they need to hear. Did I understand what, what it meant to be under the influence of drugs and addiction? No, I didn't. But my friend did. And he was able just to carry on with it. And it was amazing to watch. Amazing to see it play out. Our history is part of our story. And it's for the glory of God. Don't think that it's not. Don't think that what you've gone through in your life is something that, oh, that, that was a bad time of my life. I just put away under lock and key. No, let God use it. Because that's part of your story. That's part of the rescue story for your life. And that makes the casting of your net a little different. You'll be amazed what can happen when we just when we just stop, just like Peter did. Peter realized exactly what was going on with him, and he just couldn't stand it. He just wanted just to hide away from Jesus. Jesus, I can't be with you. Please just leave me. He he, all of who he is and who he was was just there on the surface, and he was just. Jesus was like, hey. Don't be afraid. You just keep, just come on. I'm taking all of you. Every part of who you are, I'm bringing you in. I know all about that. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes we get in this place where we think we're actually going to scare Christ away. (laughs) Oh, I've been so bad. I've done something so, oh my goodness. That's not how it works. If he's calling you this morning, he's reaching towards you, don't turn him away. He wants to save you as you are. Your past, present, he's ready to save you for your future. Don't turn him away. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much this morning. We are so thankful just to have who we are that you've called us to be fisher fishers of men women to go out in this world and Lord just to cast that net Lord we recognize that in our lives there may be times that we've just been discouraged or or we 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 realize that we just uh Maybe we just tried to do it alone. We, we thought we had everything we needed, but we were quickly just shut down, and we've been shut down ever since. That's not what you want for us. Lord, you, you're calling us like you did Simon Peter that day to go out in the deep with you, to go where the fish are, and to fish with you. Help us, Lord to recognize those opportunities that you give us in our life. Those opportunities to share. Those opportunities just to just to, just to reach others. Help us, Lord, to, to look into our, our history, our personal past, our, our, who we were, what you saved us from, and realize, Lord, that, that's, not, that's not a a story of shame, but it it is a story of victory because of you. And that that now is a tool that can be used for the kingdom. Help us, Lord, to be effective. Help us, Lord, to reach. Help us, Lord, to just be there for each other. 
when we see our brother or sister struggling or we see them down, be ready to just lift them up, to offer help, to offer that hand, to work together. Let us be determined in this. Let us have an expectation. Because Lord, if we go through our life and if, if with all the casting of the net, one soul gets saved. And Lord, that one soul is worth it all. Because that's one soul that's been saved for eternity with you. Let us, let us just do the work that you've called us to do. Laying aside the things that are holding us back. And go fishing with Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for each and every one that's here and those who are with us, uh, not able to be with us, uh, but they're able to watch online. We're thankful for them. I pray, Lord, that you will just uh, just help us in this upcoming week. I pray, Lord, uh, that you will be for the request that's been mentioned. Um, those who uh, have, have had a health issues, Lord, we just lift them up to you. Lord, those folks who are just, uh, according to everyone else, they're just drawn to the, the close of their life. Well, well you know... You know exactly what that's going to look like. Lord, we just pray for those families. We pray for those families who have recently lost their loved ones. And, and now they are, they are finding the new, new normal for their lives. But Lord, I pray that you would just help them while they continue to heal from that. Lord, I just ask that you be with us in this upcoming week. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.